0: Monday, May 11th, 2020, and my husband is back with me again today. Hi, husband.
1: Hi, husband. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
0: Just fine. Thank you. Now, before we do anything else, you were just talking about um, walking, and you you avoided a... uh, Landmine. A (laughs) landmine. Do you want to explain what you're you're telling, what you just told me about that?
1: Well, yeah. Before that, I want to say, um, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, all your listeners. Um, I know I appreciate uh, my mom even more uh, because um, she's far away. And so it was... uh, I was pleased to hear her voice yesterday. I'm looking forward to seeing my family someday soon. Now, getting back to the Landmine. landmine situation. Well, we've been discussing the necessity of everyone to find alternative means of exercise, which walking. Everyone's walking or running. A lot of walking. And walking with the dogs. As I said before, I had no idea we had so many dogs in the neighborhood. <laughs> well, I've been walking and I've been running. Um but yesterday no today actually it was today. I'm gonna say actually it was this afternoon, yeah. Yes. Fortunately I decided not to run, so I was not wearing my running shoes you know, with the lug soles at the bottom because depending on who decides to distance themselves, sometimes you find yourself having to step onto the grass or We're out the, in the street. Whatever. So today I was confronted with the situation of someone who was not wearing a mask. And would not step away off the sidewalk. So I walked into, walked onto the lawn. Well, good thing I was looking down. I would have stepped, had a face, foot forward. Not, well, if I had tripped. But um, <laughs> front foot forward into a pile of dog turds. You can say of shit. Oh, well, shit. Because, you know, no one's. All these dogs and no one's cleaning up after them. And let's, I've, I've noticed it's been a... I've never had to worry about this sort of thing until this all started, the COVID thing. When I've noticed all these piles of dog manure, dog shit. You can say dog shit. So Because people are not... If people being I have not, not paid up attention. Dog shit. The, I mean, if you're wearing smooth-soled shoes, you can scrape that off. If you step into that with running shoes... Heavens to Betsy, Just you've got to scrape all that from between the grids. <laughs> Thankfully, I avoided the landmine. Good thing. Yes.
0: All right. So this week, I said to you that we're not going to talk about COVID-19 in terms of walking on the sidewalks or getting supplies at the store or wearing masks and all that. Because we we seem to have talked about that for like the last month. Well, I know that that's that, what's that the thing is, is. going on. But I will just say one thing about it. And I think I already told you this. When I came back from my walk today, and I came into the lobby, I because I came into the side door where the um, we have mailboxes, and then there's a little seat, seating area. But that area is not very wide. You can maybe get three or four people in there. But parked right there in front, in, right inside the door, was a an old person in an. Uh, Wheelchair, And I swear they look like they were sick. Their head was tilted over there. Like their body was tilted over to the side. And there was another lady sitting on the bench um, with and both of them did not have masks on or anything. And I was like, how am I going to squeeze by here with these, these people clearly they're sick. I mean, I don't know that they have COVID, but they had something else going on. Yeah. So that that's like, I had my mask on and just try to walk as close as I could to the wall But anyway. um,
1: That's the best we can do.
0: Yeah. All right. So during this time of quarantine, we have been, we've talked a little bit, I think a couple weeks ago about things that we have watched. At least I have talked about things that I've watched. We did
1: score some dishwashing liquid today.
0: Yeah. Oh, we did. We we did. Yeah. Got some palm olive at the... um, At the Giant. At the Giant. Yeah. Giant's name of our grocery store here in DC. Um, Anyway. Um, I've talked about, uh, everyone's talked about what they've watched. And early on, like back in March, I believe it was, um, The Tiger King was the big thing. Do you remember The Tiger King?
1: Yes. Did you ever watch that whole thing? I stopped after those I don't know, workers, um, harem boys, whatever, with half the teeth missing from yes. their mouths. Yes, yeah. yes were fighting over the expired meat that they oh, were that's getting right. from the Walmart. The expired meat was intended for the tigers, but they were fighting over it themselves. Yes. Because, well, we can eat it. It's expired meat. Yes. Which, sad, but let's face it, if we had eaten the expired meat, we would be sick. Why? Why? It's expired. Okay. They, they, were even, they were even pressing in the package. Oh look, it's still frozen, and you could see the you know the brown patches or the mul- whatever. It was just disgusting. They were going to take this home and eat it themselves. Anyway, that's when I that's when I had it, and then they went back to the trailers where these men lived <laughs> yes. with no electricity, no running water, rats running around, and they're eating expired meat. And they have no teeth to chew the expired meat. I guess we're putting it in Nutribullet. I don't know, Jim. And goosing it up. I don't know. The point is anyway, that, that you stopped that. watching it. Yes.
0: Well, since then, though, we have, we've had a new month, April and then now May. And new things come on um, Netflix every month. And as well as things leaving Netflix each yep. month. So the latest thing that we watched is because it started May first, I believe, was Hollywood. Boo! No, don't boo. Right. Hollywood on Netflix with um, Darren Chris and um, name some other stars that were in there. Queen the, Latifah. Queen Latifah was in that. Uh, Patty Lapone. Patty Lapone, yeah, the main. Uh, she was the main um. chick. Um, I don't know what that really cute guy's name is. I don't. The know. one
1: from our generation, Dylan. Uh, McDermott. Dylan
0: McDermott played. Was that Dylan McDermott?
1: He's our age.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. He, he played, was hot back in the night. Yeah. That haunts for him. He's
0: still um, cute
1: now, but you know, for our 55 year old. But
0: right. Yeah. So generally, the premise is: this is the the Hollywood um, during obviously during the um, contract time when actors had contracts. So I'm thinking like mid-40s to mid-50s, probably.
1: Uh, I, well, I read in the synopsis they were aiming for 1947.
0: Oh, 47. Okay. Well, that certainly makes sense because it looked like 1947. But anyway, generally, um, it's a fantastical um, retelling or remapping of the Hollywood days where uh, African Americans um, got you know, top parts... And won Oscars and stuff like that. They, they reimagined it that way so that um, it, it actually happened. But, and I, I actually loved the series. It was like, I think it was seven episodes, and I, I loved it because there were some really hot times. You saw some dick, you know, saw lots of nice male bodies. Yeah. yeah. Um, I liked the idea of the story where the gays could be gay and the blacks could be black and um, women could be women and not have to. Uh, face any prejudices and so forth but um, in the end it was I think it was the last episode where you were just like that's it that's that's pushing it too far uh, a black woman winning an Oscar in 1947 or 48 whatever year it was oh, all of the above yeah um,
1: a, a woman running a, a studio head of a studio yeah uh, Rock Hudson holding hands with his black male partner yeah um um The Asian actress declaring on stage she was lucky, didn't want to win win the role for a dragon, whatever she.
0: I can't think of her name, but she was good. That's how the whole thing opened, was with the uh, Wang Fu something.
1: Yeah. Anyway, well, here is my thing. I mean, I actually enjoyed it until it got to the end. And all of these circumstances were miraculously cured with one movie. Who knew that in 1947 all that was needed was a Hollywood movie? And let, I will tell you, this is right after World War II, so the African-American characters in that film, the African-American male, if he had served in the war, would have served in a segregated unit. The armed forces weren't segregated until 1948, and then you think about uh, Emmett Till, Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King. All of all of what had to happen
0: came after.
1: But this movie seemed to say none of that was necessary. People lost their lives for civil rights for African Americans, for for gay Americans. The, the Stonewall movement, AIDS. Rock Hudson lived a life in a closet and died um, and having to hide his illness and his sexual orientation until the very end because he was still on Dynasty and he had to kiss uh, Linda Evans. And I remember when that happened and the controversy that he was kissing women. Anyway, it's taken... I am. Leave me alone. (laughs) You ask me a question I'm answering. We'll go. And I guess because I'm a history teacher and gay, I don't know that I appreciated the suggestion that this movie, this series offered that this was all so easy as just making a movie about it, and then all the moving part, parts behind the scene just came together to make this happen, and then it ends on Oscar night when um, the best actress goes to the, I'm assuming the equivalent of the Dorothy Dandridge, who never got her due, and Hattie McDaniels, who, you know, was- And the Asian uh, lady uh, one supporting uh, Serving, playing domestic roles. It just took a movie. To make all of this, matter. if that had happened in 1947, so many lives from Emmett Till to Rock Hudson would have been spared. And so I guess that's where I almost that is felt just insulted. Too I fantastical. Was, I thought it was disrespectful. Um, others can agree, and I've read on other forums, what they really needed was more dick, and this is coming from gay men. Uh, They needed more dick, and they were upset with the lack of, you know, if Netflix is going to go all in, or why not uh, post the real um, parties that, because the gas station scene was based on a memoir by Scotty Bowers about the gas station where the actors and actresses would pick the boys and girls they wanted to go home with. T- to me, it just it just made it seem it trivialized all that had happened between nineteen forty seven and today. Y- yesterday. Yeah, but anyway,
0: um, I I didn't look at it that critically or that uh, seriously. I saw it as a light-hearted, um, again, fantastical kind of series where um, things. Like rewriting Hollywood, you can rewrite it so that a black screenwriter can get his script made into a movie, and gays can be in play major roles in the movies, and African Americans and women can have major. I mean, again, I, all the stuff that we mentioned, I I saw it as as just a possibility
1: which was not even remotely possible, possible. I in 1947. I'm saying that it well, was I will just say so if you wanted to take artistic license with history, which clearly they did. Then why not just stop short of? So the black actress was nominated, but in the end she lost and the black, the best actress went to Celeste Holm uh, in 1947. So she, and Celeste Holm in the movie was up for the Oscar and lost to Camille uh, if they had just stopped short of some of these things and still preserved the fantasy, well, we've we've come this far, and we came close. We have a ways to go. Well, I think I might have
0: swallowed that. Yeah, but that's why the fantasy made it possible to go all the way.
1: But until that point, it was pretty... I mean, Henry Wilson was a, a, a leech and lecherous. Um, and what about
0: George Cukor's parties? Did he have wild parties like that?
1: Yes, uh, the parties were wild, the... You know what was going on in the ho- in the casting couches and, and lots the of pressures drugs. on, on, on women and men to put out, f- to get the I mean all get that was parts and whatever yeah all that was, you know they I thought they they played that well I thought as now, um, I did appreciate, the period. Um, the period pieces, the cars, the interiors. Oh yeah, they made everything and look beautiful. That was superb. Yeah. Um and until the end they had me until the end and then it went into beyond fantasy land and I just but like the interiors just, of the houses, they they really had them nailed yeah. with
0: the wallpaper and the furniture and everything. I thought it was really good. Really, really good. And I thought everybody did a good job acting.
1: Oh, it was well acted. But, it, yeah. it was just what they did, like, as I, I'll just say again, if they're, if they're taking it to that point and then st- stop short and then we fill in the blanks from there. But it just, to me, it just went too far. And I just, I can't reconcile with that. But
0: Okay, so I enjoyed it and thought, I thought it was a great series. And I don't know if they'll have another because it was a limited series, so I don't know if that means there, there'll be only one season. I think that's what that means. Well,
1: what's the need? I know, because I don't there's see no, going on to no season two. Uh, Emmett Till would not have died. Rosa Parks would not have been arrested. Um, there would those... have been no need for a march on Washington. Uh, no need for the Stonewall uh, protest. Uh, there would have been an immediate reaction to AIDS. Rock Hudson would have been the icon of and his... And his um, black husband would have been the the icon of gay role models for at but least did, sixty years. Let me ask I no you this: any of that. Did Rock Hudson actually date it? a black guy? I have no idea. Anyway, I, don't I, know. I don't know either. Um, he didn't date any guy. He had parties for boys. He had lovers behind the scenes. Officially, he was married to Phyllis Gates, and then after that, never really tried to. He tried to h- bury his. Sexual orientation never really—he never really had a real life. He was never out. Um, So he was always a leading man, a handsome man. I remember my mother, loving MacMillan and wife because she liked Rock Hudson, thought he was hot. My—I think I mentioned before—my dad was an Angie Dickinson fan. Yes, he was a a Pepper Anderson police character. Yeah, but you know, Rock when Rock again. I remember Rock when. When he died, and before he died, was completely emaciated. Yeah. That's when we had this face. You know, this the Mar- the American people had this direct connection with someone they knew who died of AIDS and surprise, surprise, and Liberace. And, <laughs> okay, we're getting way off base here, but anyway, let's just oh, I mean, the, the 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 celebrities of that time, time who had yes. denied being gay, yes, and invested a lot of energy. In keeping
0: it covered. In keeping
1: that covered. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, sadly, um, yeah. they passed away from something like this. So,
0: um yeah, you know, moving on to something else. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like the title of this podcast says, What Are We Watching? Yeah. So something else that we watched, which we had meant to watch a long time ago, back around Oscar time when the movies were first coming out and they were, you know, had their nominations and stuff. Well, we finally got to see the movie 1917 Mm -hmm. um, just last night. Yes. And, um, you know, I wasn't as interested in seeing that movie as you were because of the history part of it. I was fine watching it, but I was like, eh, I can take it or leave it. But it actually ended up being, at least for me, a really, really good movie. Now, did it win the Oscar for Best Picture? Who who won Best no. Picture this year?
1: We've already forgotten.
0: I've already forgotten. Anyway, um, I really I really watched. I really liked it. But um, I mean, because I actually because it was about these two guys who were taking a excuse me a message up to the German front to um, keep this one battalion from attacking because it was a, a trick by the Germans to get parasite. Parasite. Oh yeah, parasite yeah. did win. Um, and I knew I, I already knew a little bit about it, knowing these two guys who had to go deliver this message. But I did not realize, and hopefully by this time it's not a spoiler, that the one guy gets killed halfway through the movie. I don't know that either until we watched it. I know. I thought that was interesting. Anyway, what is your take on the movie? Because you're the historian.
1: I'm not a historian. I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't publish. That's true. Um, well, history, but. An excellent piece of fiction, an excellent film. I do think it captured, to some degree, what it was like to navigate these trenches, and oh my God, yeah, that, that's then amazing. to find, you know, if you were on this sort of operation, find that piece of no man's land because there was there wasn't much dividing uh, the 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 rows of trenches and and the competing sides, and so no man's land was that. Was that piece of land where you didn't? In between, it's called no man because you were trapped there. You were you were dead. And so we saw, you know, the Ugh, saw some of that. Lots of death. And now, um, where does this take place again?
0: Northern Northern
1: France. The northern part of the. So the Western Front extended um, from um, Belgium, and, and then down, and down the German-French border, and so that and that line stayed there from. October of night after the race to the sea in 1914 until the spring offensive of 1918. Nothing really moved that mm-hmm. line. What this film presented was Operation Albrecht, which was the German attempt to get the British to move the line 25 miles toward their direction by feinting um, a retreat from their position on that part of the line that was. The northern, the northern part of the the western front, the line, the the Hindenburg, um, w- what had become the Hindenburg line.
0: Now, the listeners listener should know that my husband is holding up his hands, drawing pictures well, in the sky. Well,
1: if I had a map, I could show everyone. But well,
0: but this is not a visual. Part, I know yes. that. <laughs>
1: anyway, so along that front, in there France. was a line that remained static, and so, and. So this was an attempt, the Germans had moved this back, so it was a bowl So they backed up themselves. ...toward what became the new Hindenburg Line. And the attempts to get the Germans to move in that, the, I'm sorry, the British to move in that direction, and move the British moving in that direction on the northern part of that line would have presented an, um, an opportunity to close the channel ports and to deny the British access to the continent and then leaving the French by themselves on the southern part of the line. So these two guys were trying to
0: run and send to that message that to, to that offense. Yes. Okay.
1: To stop the British from, from, from taking me. the bait. Right. Yes.
0: Okay. All right. So you're going back to what you were thinking about the movie that you really... Um,
1: I, re- I really liked... Um, um, I liked can't have silence on a podcast. Well, I'm trying to collect my thoughts. I think your listeners will appreciate it. Uh, I liked... uh, I appreciated the details to what... If you were navigating that landscape, just how horrible... um, And navigating dead bodies and watching... And craters. um, You know, birds of prey, crows and whatever, just picking at dead bodies. Um, The lack of resources... I don't know this event. I'm not aware of this event actually happening, and I'll just be honest. Even if that had happened, I can't think of any any commander on either of, on either side minding if two thousand men lost their lives in an offensive because that happened all the time. Just look at the death toll at Verdun, for example. Uh, but so look, I don't they know. They are that, talking
0: sixteen hundred in this case. Number,
1: oh, no so. one would have batted an eye at that number. This was, this was a war of attrition and throwing as many men into this meat grinder. And which side could keep throwing men at the meat grinder? That's what. That's how the war was going to be won. And that's where the late American effort um, helped to turn the war toward the Allies because we were fresh meat and more fresh meat. We had an endless supply of fresh meat to throw at the meat grinder. Uh, so it just depended on which side just had the manpower to, to see it through. And so I don't know in reality if, if that actually happened. If someone had said, oh, you're going to waste 1,600 lives, if any commander would have said, oh, I'd better stop this now. It probably would not have happened. But I do, I do think the film captured the harshness uh, and Definitely. the landscape and uh, the struggle to find some way to win and to stay alive. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. So 1917 was good. Okay.
0: Yes. Last one before we wrap this up because we've been talking for 24 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, we also saw just recently, Saturday night... Downton Abbey Yes, the movie Downton Abbey. and I thought that movie was, it was good, but it was like a long episode of the show. It wasn't a separate you know it was just like a long episode. It wasn't like a movie mm-hmm. because they used all the same um, scenery and people and like there was nobody new. Mama and Papa Papa and uh, Milady. And the, the, and the
1: horrid Lady Edith, I love Downton Abbey. What a guilty pleasure that was! But I have to say, I despise Lady Edith as much as I hated Jan Brady. <laughs> you said during the
0: movie that you said she would be the Jan Brady of that family. Yes.
1: Why do you, I don't know why you hate
0: her so much?
1: Edith, Edith, Edith. But I don't. But what she didn't. She hasn't done anything. But, imagine Lady Edith saying, "Mary, Mary," because. Lady Edith and Lady Mary don't really get along. No, they don't. And why? Because according to Lady Edith, it's always Mary, Mary, Mary. Well, my, like Jan. it's always Martha, Martha, Martha.
0: Yes. All right. But um, I thought I didn't. They tried to make a big deal of this with um, uh, Lady Edith's husband taking a uh, position with the Royal Army, Navy, whatever. Remember, he was gonna he was gonna leave and go work with the prince um but she got so mad because he was going to be in australia for like three months or something like that and she didn't want him, she didn't want him to leave because she was pregnant you know you know do you remember that part which one lady edith being upset about her husband done? going oh, with oh, the- oh
1: oh oh i i was lost in track the first episode with Lady E she got pregnant with some some someone who got swept up in the Munich pitch of 1923. She had marigold. And then this, so this time around, she got pregnant with someone else, her husband, who went away. So now she has a baby. And so... No, she hadn't had a baby
0: yet. She was pregnant in the movie. She didn't right. Have, she didn't have it yet. It would have been born while he was gone on this trip that they was going to go on. I'm, what, my, my, I guess my big point is that they were trying to make that... A serious storyline, and I thought that it just fell flat.
1: Anything with Lady Edith falls flat for, for me. I much preferred uh, the preparations for the king and queen, and of course, Ted Barrow got caught caught in a underground gay. Yes, tub, but a royal connection got, got out. him out. Yeah. Um. I'm thinking there's going to be a second movie, but a prequel. You said that, but and and but how, describe to me, describe to the listeners so,
0: how you brought that up last night, and how they were going to do that.
1: So, Lady Violet disclosed she has a terminal illness.
0: Yes, we don't know what it
1: is though. So there are some loose ends at the end, at the end of this, and this is set nineteen twenty seven. I think, you know, I've said to you before, you can only creep so far toward fascist aggression and the Great Depression, and then this whole lifestyle becomes. Outdated out, and and just not even sustainable, right? Not which sustainable. is where it's headed anyway. But yeah, um, so I'm if so, if they want to continue con, continue to push ahead with the downtown series, there's a lot with Violet. Um,
0: and now let's explain who Violet is in case they don't know. She's the old grandmother of the whole,
1: plan. right? She's the Dowager, yeah. of the family, and by now she must be 90 years old. And it's played but, by
0: uh Maggie Smith Maggie Smith correct
1: and in and in, when this was a weekly series she had alluded to attending I don't want to get it wrong I'd like to say something to do with Tsar Alexander II of Russia yeah which if it was his coronation would have been 1855 I mean or anywhere around there so she so if she were 20 at that point she she would been born in 1835. Assuming it's later. Anyway, she's old. By 1927 she is definitely in her 90s.
0: Yeah, I was going to um, say pushing 100.
1: Well, so they've got to kill her off. <laughs> but I think there's a rich story there because there was a revival. Even the governments in Europe were going, were turning toward constitutional monarchy in England. Britain had definitely gone in that direction. There was a revival of the pomp and pageantry of crowning the kings and queens and that was true of Victoria. It yeah. definitely would have been true of Tsar Alexander II. And I think she had some sort of dalliance with a a prince from Russia she during did. that did they, period. That was in the series. And that was her yeah. true love. And um, she told that story during the series. And I think there's a story, that's a story that could be told. In least. more detail. So, when she's on her deathbed and she's telling Lady Mary, recalling her life, because Lady Lady Mary understands that Violet go- is leaving, um, that's the story that we should really know. Is it's how, her life before Downton? Yeah. What was it like? Uh, because that really, that really is a the upstairs downstairs story. The you know how the servants were really treated. Uh, tenants on these manners and the the relationship with the landlords in the nineteenth century. That's where you really understand when because Downton picks up in nineteen twelve, when some of this transitioning is beginning. What was that like before? it starts. Well I think, Vi- well, think Viola could tell that story. It starts on the day the
0: Titanic sank. I know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that would make a a good prequel movie mm-hmm. that they can work on. The movie Downs and Abbey made like $386 million. So it made enough money that the, it would sustain a, another- It's a guilty
1: pleasure. I love it.
0: Another installment. All right. We have talked this whole podcast about what we're watching on TV and movies and so forth. I watched, um, I'm in the middle of watching,
1: what is it called?
0: On Death Row? No. Uh, it's on Netflix called I Am a Murderer.
1: Oh, you never watch these sorts I, I, of shows.
0: I love the crime. They're so
1: uplifting.
0: The crime drama or the crime uh, documentary kind yes, of. Yes, the murder. Like I watch Twenty Twenty and Dateline and watch you know. Forensic all, Files. Well, they don't. They're all old now. I've watched them all. Anyway, so um, if you have something new that we should watch, Netflix, Hulu, Prime Video, anything. Um, Leave a comment and let us know what we should watch, because I'm always looking for new stuff to watch.
1: Now, we haven't discussed the Trump...
0: We're not going to, because we don't have time.
1: I'm just saying. So, uh, the... <laughs> I just said we're not going to discuss it. The press yeah. conference and the, I guess, the Rose Garden, in which he insulted With the, the Asian-American Asian reporter. And then, you asked a nasty question. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Trump
0: was an asshole. He can't. He shut down the press conference this afternoon because he didn't like. He's what not an a, Asian woman not was asking him. An
1: asshole. Him. He is the ultimate snowflake.
0: Whatever. He's just horrible. he's a snowflake. He's nasty himself. Yes. All right. So that's all we have for today. Um, hope you all are staying well and safe and healthy and. Yes, please stay so safe and healthy. Now on Sa- this coming Saturday night at seven thirty. The um, Pride Forty Eight team is having um, their another one of their um, cocktail parties, so we will definitely be on there, drinking our wine and participating. Um, So come. And you know what? What?
1: I'll bring the cock, and you bring the tail. Tail.
0: There you go. (laughs) All right. All right. So that's all we have for today. Thanks for listening, and until next time. Bye. Bye. That was funny.